0: Good morning and welcome to today's podcast. It's a great day to be serving God. In fact, wouldn't it be a terrible thing to be going through all of this right now without Him? I'm telling you, just knowing that He's there brings comfort, strength, and peace. Well, I do hope that by now you have forgiven me for my little prank yesterday. Um, the Bible states that a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So just consider what I did as a dose of uh, holy heart medicine and smile. I hope that it did bring a smile to your face yesterday. Sometimes that's the best way to cope when we are facing stress. Today, I want to talk to you about a fairly well known Bible character a man who made it into the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. His name was Gideon. Many of us know how he put a fleece before the Lord or how his army was reduced from 30,000 to 300. I'm not going to talk about those things. Instead, I want to look at the passage in which we are first introduced to him. And so, if you've got a Bible handy, turn to Judges chapter six. If you don't have one handy, then, uh, Pause the podcast and find one. because so I want to show you something in the scripture here. Judges chapter six, verse 11. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah that pertained unto Joash the Abba Isrite and his son Gideon threshed by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. Now, if you look at your Bible, you'll see the word it is in italics, meaning the translators put the word there because they thought that would help clarify the sentence. The original, however, simply says Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide from the Midianites. He wasn't hiding the wheat, he was hiding himself. Now that's interesting in light of what happens in the next verse, verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. (laughs) Think about that. The angel called him a mighty man of valor, even though he was hiding from the enemy at that very moment. Let me just say this. The Lord doesn't see us for what we are. He sees us for what He can cause us to become. Years ago when I sang a lot more frequently than I do now, one of my favorite songs to sing was written by Dan Dean, Phillips, Craig and Dean. Uh, Dan Dean wrote a song, it said, he saw not what I was, he saw what I could be. And I love that thought and you should as well. I want you to look back again here at this passage of scripture and note that the angel recognized Gideon as a mighty man of valor, but he did it for a reason. Before he ever ascribed that title to Gideon, he said something else. He said, the Lord is with thee. You see, on his own Gideon was anything but mighty. However, as long as God was with him, Gideon was more than a conqueror. What Gideon asked the angel at this point is something I really want to focus on. Look at verse 13. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? but now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites." Notice this. He said, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? Oh, the transparency and honesty that sprung from Gideon's lips. I can tell you, it should be obvious that Gideon did not realize he was speaking to an angel. In fact, If you read verse 22 uh, later on in this chapter, you see that the angel had to do something extraordinary before Gideon ever really realized this was not just another man. This was an angel of God. I think that had Gideon known he was talking to an angel, he probably would not have said what he did, uh, at least not in the way that he said it. Maybe you didn't catch exactly what Gideon's saying here, so let me read it to you from God's Word translation. It says this, Gideon responded, Excuse me, sir, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the miracles our ancestors have told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and has handed us over to Midian. Gideon just could not figure out how God could possibly be with them when things were going so wrong. Let's be honest, every one of us have felt that way at one time or another. If God is really with me, why am I going through all of this right now? If He's really working on my behalf, where are all the miracles that we've heard about through the years? Gideon then had the audacity to say, the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Now look, he is directly contradicting what the angel just told him. The angel said, the Lord is with you. And Gideon says, oh, really? If God's with me, why is everything so bad? And then he answers his own question by saying, God is not with me God has abandoned me and in fact God has turned his people over so that the enemy can just run amok among us what a statement to make what a feeling that Gideon had he was so overcome with his doubt and and his fear and his worry he's convinced that God not only wasn't with him but God had forsaken him altogether and had turned him over to his enemies. It's at that moment that a third speaker lifts his voice and joins the conversation. Let's keep reading. Judges six fourteen, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Did you get that? God says, you are about to witness a great miracle. You mentioned how I delivered Israel from Egypt. Well, I'm about to deliver Israel again, and this time you are going to be the tool I use to accomplish this great task. I'm going to tell you, Gideon's just not quite buying this. Again, he doesn't realize yet to whom he is speaking so he's just having a hard time accepting all of this. He's obviously still consumed with his doubt, his own misgivings, his own lack of self-worth. And so in verse 15, here's what happens. He said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And so, Gideon's trying to wrap his mind around this. God says, Gideon's going to be a deliverer. And Gideon says, how could that happen? Look at who I am. I come from a poor family. I'm the least in that family. How are you gonna use me? And interestingly, God does not respond to Gideon's question as to how it would happen. He only tells Gideon why Gideon can rest assured it will happen. Judges 6, 16, and the Lord said unto him, surely I will be with thee and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. The reason it's gonna come to pass is because the Lord is with him. Gideon didn't need to know how it would take place. He just needed to trust that God was by his side. And because of that, God would somehow use him to bring this great victory. In spite of Gideon's doubts and worries, I want you to notice what eventually happened. When Gideon finally understood who it was that was talking to him, that third speaker had one final word to say to this mighty man of valor. Judges 6 and 23, And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee. Fear thou not, thou shalt not die. Even before leaving Gideon, God did not tell him how any of this would take place. Rather, he just spoke peace. It was as, as if the Lord was saying, quit worrying about your inadequacies. Quit trying to figure everything out. Just trust me and be at peace. Now that evidently resonated with Gideon. I say that based on what happened next. Judges 6 and 24, Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day... It is yet in Ophrah of the Abba'ezrites. Jehovah Shalom means the Lord is our peace. People of God, it's time to quit worrying. It's time to quit trying to determine how God is going to fix things. We don't have to figure it out. We just need His peace. Hear the words of the Apostle Paul, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Or, as the English Standard Version puts it, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Saints, it's going to be all right. You are going to be all right. The church is going to be all right. Don't worry. Just put your trust in Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. Well, let me close again by saying, uh, I don't want you to forget, we are here to help you any way that we can. If you need anything at all, please contact us. Send your prayer requests to prayer at truthcom That's prayer at uh, If you'd like some of the prayer cards to use for outreach purposes, let us know. We'll see that you get them. If you're having trouble giving online, contact me. I can send you a link to a video that will explain the whole process. And if you're interested in being a part of one of our small group worship services, let me know. We'll work it out. We'll put you into the rotation and allow you to be a part of that. Saints of God, we love you and God loves you. May you reside in His peace. God bless.